Benvindo, everybody, to the Win or Learn podcast, a podcast that follows our journey in the art of jujitsu. We'll discuss our wins and lessons and have special guests that we meet along the way. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Isaiah. So let's roll right into it. So welcome to episode eight. Today, we're going to talk about one of our most recent experiences with sparring that we had in class. And we're also going to talk about kind of a lull that we've had in training as well. We've we've been training, but not as consistently as we'd like. So we'll talk about kind of how that's feeling and how we felt and how it's kind of changed how we um, how we've approached jujitsu for the last few weeks that we've been out. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the that Thursday class that we had most recently. So yeah, we're going to start there kind of with, you know, just discussing what that Thursday class was like. So usually our Thursday classes have always included, you know, a heavy amount of sparring just because they say it's Friday in quotation marks. And we decide to go and we usually we do a warm up and then we work like one or two techniques for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then the rest of the class will be sparring, but they really switched it up that day. And we started, I think it was like a 10 minute warm up. It was a really short warm up. And then our professor was like, all right, everybody, it's Friday. Everybody get a, a partner. And then we're going to fight. Tony and I looked at each other. We were like, oh, no, because it was really early in. It was, you know, the class starts at 8. It was probably like 8, 10, 8, 15 when he said that. So we had 45 minutes left in the class. And we were just going to spar. And we were going to do five-minute rounds with the person you were fighting with. And you had to start from the standing position. So it was legit sparring, you know, going 100% with whoever you, or not really 100%, but, you know, um, kind of simulating that that scenario as if you were in a competition. It was really intense. You know, you'd go with somebody for five minutes, no water breaks in between. It would just roll right into the next one. So he once the five-minute timer buzzed, he would be like, hey, guys, find a new partner. Let's go. Let's do it again. That was really our first experience of, of, of going through something like that because we hadn't done that before. We had done, like, King, Queen of the Mat. But, you know, that's you start in a certain position already when you do that. So you either start in close guard, half guard, whatever the technique of the day is, that's the position you're starting in. And but this King is and Queen like, of the Mat is also about maybe 15, 20 minutes. So. Yeah, it's usually yeah, like 15, 20 minutes at the end of the class. It's more to test the technique of the day and use your technique of the day against somebody in a live sparring setting. But this was legit sparring with somebody from the standing position not really any rules of engagement, kind of just whoever subs or whoever, you know, gets the point. Then you switch, reset, whatever happens first, you reset. And then um, you keep going until the buzzer's up. And I thought that was a really nice experience, but it was very, very tiring. How about you tell us a little bit more about how you felt during that day? Yeah, so that was, that that stunk a lot, I think, for myself. It was definitely something I hadn't expected for us to do that day. I just thought it was going to be a regular Thursday class that we typically do. And I knew, I know Thursdays is typically we spar a little bit more than we usually do Monday through Wednesday, but that class was a 45 minute session of sparring. It was from what I've heard from other teammates. I felt like it was like a competition level class where I've heard from our teammates that our competition class on Saturday is basically just a couple minutes of technique. And then the rest of the time, it's just sparring and fighting five minute rounds rotating partners around and everything. So it was, it was exhausting. I remember one of the, one of the people I had to fight was our coach, uh, one of our purple belt coaches. 
Um, she's awesome. She's a beast. She's competing right now at the IBJJF level for her for her belt division and her um, weight class and all that good stuff. She's a beast, and she gives a lot of tips as well as we're sparring. And I she she got me. She got on my back, um, which w- I was in a horrible position at that point. And I could literally feel my knees. I was in turtle position. I could literally feel my knees start separating. And she, she tells me literally she's on my back and she tells me in my ear, don't let me flatten you out. And I was like, I can't stop it. Like my legs were not working anymore and they were just giving out. And I just remember her saying, don't let me do this. Don't let me do this. And I was like, coach, I'm trying. I'm, but my legs are not responding anymore. That was closer to the end of the class, but it was, it was exhausting. Uh, I had a lot of, a lot of soreness, a lot of pain, but it's not pain. I I always try and differentiate the difference between pain and soreness. They're, they're two different things, but it was, it was, it was a thing and it was tough going home. I remember, I, I think we just drove back in silence and we kind of just sat there and we talked about how much that sucked, I think. And then I got home and I remember saying, man, I feel drained. Like I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to move. And I was like, I should probably get some electrolytes in myself. So I went out, got us some Gatorades. I left you some Gatorade at your place. Yeah, and it's it stunk real bad. Yeah, and I actually had the honor to train with her that day as well. And kind of the same thing happened to me, but I got to the point, and I actually posted about it after on my personal Instagram, about how there's points in your training where you'll feel like you can't even think through what you're doing. And that's exactly the point that I got to when I was training with her. Um, there was just so many mistakes that I made, just dumb mistakes where – I was rolling into submissions and she would literally would stop me and tell me, what are you doing? She's like, you're giving me your arm or you're giving me your neck or you're rolling into a position that I need you to be in. And like, she got, I think she was, you know, really trying to help me. And that, that advice as we were rolling, I think made me feel, even though, like you said, it, it kind of sucked because we were really tired. Um, it also made me feel kind of good about myself. Cause I'm like, man, like at least through all of this, people are still trying to help us to, you know, to improve and yeah, that, that experience was just really crazy. And I think even on our way out, we told our professor because he was sitting at the desk and we were like, that really sucked. And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, it's fun. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. about that. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that, that was really, really tough for me. Um, it wasn't really the, you know, like you said, it wasn't like any pain or anything like that. It was just the exhaustion. Like it got to the point where, you know, trying to keep my guard closed. My legs were shaking because my calves were so sore from, you know, keeping that guard closed whenever I would try to pull people into my guard or, you know, just stuff like that in general, trying to hold positions or trying to keep people from, you know, choking you, like trying to break grips. My my fingers were literally so tired from holding onto people's arms and trying to keep their, you know, trying to keep the grips on their on their arms or on their collar, whatever the case was. It was one of those classes, man. And I, I even posted about that after as well. Like it really makes you feel, at least personally, it made me feel kind of motivated to keep learning and to keep developing and to train more, even though I didn't want to train at that moment because, you know, of how tired we were. But it did want me, like it did make me want to train more and to, I guess, expand my knowledge of the sport. Because when you're able to experience something like that and train with people who are so talented, it makes you really realize and analyze the, your own gaps and your and your own um, I guess jujitsu knowledge. That's one thing that that our coach actually texted me after after class, and she told me she was like everybody has those days in jujitsu where 
you know, you feel like you you can't think through things, you kind of get stuck. The only way to get out of it is really just to train more. It's funny that you mentioned that you come to some sort of realization after training, after having a training session like that. And I remember when we were going home, I think I told you something like, we're definitely not ready for a competition class. Just because I think our cardio is much improved from what we started at, you know, almost nine months ago. But our cardio, I don't think is at the level that it, it has to be for some sort of competition. I've heard this from other training partners that are at our gym. And I've heard that we train at a much higher level than other gyms. So that was based off of a visit that that they had when they went to a competition in a different city. They visited another Gracie Baja in that city. And from what, what I, what, from what I was told, we, our team, our Gracie Baja in our city swept the floor with that, with those people. And it has to do with the way our professors run our gym. According to everyone else, we're, we're, we're training at a much higher level. So even though we sparred for 45 minutes in a competition setting, we're not going to be sparring for 45 minutes straight. But when the time comes for us to do comp- to where we have to compete, it will probably be like maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but those 10, 15 minutes will be separated probably by five minutes or they're five minute increments. And they're probably separated by maybe 20 minutes each from the competition that we spoke about that we went to as, as um, spectators. That's kind of what it was. Our teammates would compete five minute round. It was over. They won, they lost. And then they had about a 20 minute break and then they had their next one. If they, if they kept moving on. So definitely, I feel like we we overtrain, but we overtrain on purpose because our professors are trying to create athletes that are able to go to IBJJF and and clean up. Yeah, and I think another big part of that, like you said, aside from you know training us to go and and compete and do well, I think they're also trying to create that discipline in us. So even when you don't want to train, or even when you feel tired, they always want to push us to keep growing because. At the end of the day, as much as it sucks to train like that to the point where like you're literally like shaking and like physically exhausted, it's also good for you because that's where you learn things about yourself. You kind of learn your limits. You learn, you know, so many different techniques from everybody around you. But at the same time, that helps you so much with your cardio. Like you can't get into shape to compete or to fight people unless you're doing it and pushing yourself to do it even when you're exhausted. And I think when we started doing that, especially that day, and I had a conversation with another one of our teammates after, after that training day. And, um, and I told him, I was like, this is really the first time we've trained like that. And he was like, the first one's always rough. He's like the first few times he's like, you're going to feel like you got hit by a truck after, after you train like that. He's like, when you have those sparring heavy training sessions, he's like, it's hard to recover from those your first few times. But he told me that once you start, training because you know he's on the competition team he trains every day he goes at the comp classes gb2 all that so he he's very consistent and he was telling me that you eventually work that into yourself that you're able to survive those sessions because you've done them before so i think as much as we train you know our fundamentals class or whatever the case may be i think we won't be physically ready to withstand something like that until we're doing it consistently and I think for everybody to grow and to, and to get better, it's kind of necessary to go through stuff like that on a consistent basis, even though it sucks. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. From what you guys have heard so far and what we've talked about in the last 15 minutes ish, we've had this, this experience was kind of traumatizing (laughs) in the sense that like we were speaking with people afterwards and like, it, it was, it was hard. It was a hard time for us. But like you said, it definitely shows us how, you know, how ready we are for certain things and also shows us things about ourselves in terms of our readiness and um, jujitsu is a, is a mind game and it's a, it's a mental chess game. Doing something like this really, really puts your, not just your body to the test, but your, your mental strength as well. And I think it actually helps you build your mental strength because, you know, this week we had a training session where it was a little bit more intense, like the, the warm up. it was a longer warm up. When you've experienced something like what we went through that one Thursday, you can kind of think back like, Hey, like I was able to make it through this. I can make it through this warm up. And it kind of builds that mental fortitude that you need to continue training and to be consistent. As much as it wasn't pleasant to feel how I felt for like three days after that, you know, just the soreness everywhere. Um, I learned a lot even now, like, and that's one thing our coach did tell me. She's like, think back to all the mistakes you made, analyze every, every sparring, you know, every round that we had and just think about where you need to grow and what mistakes you made. And like, for me, I learned that day that I need to learn how to get better uh, inside control. So under somebody's side control. And I also need to get better at my double leg takedowns because I was struggling with taking people down uh, from the feet. Cause we haven't really trained that much from the feet, you know, like starting a, a match from the feet and then trying to get somebody down. Uh, so the only thing I was good at was or not good at, but the only thing I could really get off was the um, pulling the guard. But when it came to taking people down, I wasn't that strong at that for me that, you know, as much as it sucked, I learned a lot about where I am now and what I need to improve in my jujitsu. Yeah. And I think I also resonate with that, that takedown situation. So when I was sparring with someone specifically, I remember I tried to pull the guard and he was a blue belt and he's been practicing for a while and he blocked my, my, um, you know, my guard pull and he just destroyed my ankle. Um, so I was putting my, my right foot getting ready to put it up into his hip and he he stuck out his foot and it just like and my ankle still hurts and it's been like a couple of weeks since that since that training day definitely have to work on on takedowns I feel like I don't know I, I just it just that day it just seemed like we we had a long way to go and we do I mean we're we're only nine months in we don't train as often as we should and we're gonna get into that now about training not training as often as we should yeah so for about the last month I would say Um, We've probably been training two times a week, maybe three times a week sometimes. But I think a lot of that has to do with Sometimes one. Yeah, sometimes one. I think it's been like maybe two or three weeks that we've trained like once. I look back at it now, just so many things have happened. So one week you got sick and you were really, really sick. So we were out. And then we trained one day that Thursday when you felt better. And then we trained and then you got me sick after that. So then I was out for like a week because I even had like bronchitis and everything. So I was out for a pretty long time because like I couldn't do anything without coughing up a bunch of phlegm and it was and it was bad. So that was like half of the month of February was already gone just from that. And then we were also finishing up our first eight weeks of, of the semester. Uh, so you were closing out, you know, your dissertation and all that. So you were writing that and I was finishing out my finals for my for my master's courses so as much as we wanted to, there was times where we really couldn't. And then we also have responsibilities with our church and stuff like that. So there were some nights that we literally, there was no way for us to train. And then we started a new format as well. Um, I think it was to help our, our teammates get ready for their 
um, competition in Indianapolis where we would do one hour sparring after our fundamentals class. And if you weren't there for the fundamentals class, you couldn't stay for, or you couldn't just show up uh, for the last hour of open mat pretty much is what it was. So that kind of put a bind on us because we, some days we couldn't show up exactly at seven, but we could at eight. And then, you know, but since we couldn't show up at eight without being there for the earlier class, we couldn't train that day. So it's just been a lot of things that have been stacking up, I think. And, you know, when you go through times like that, it kind of sucks because even though like, we, at least for me personally, I don't want to speak for you, but even though I feel really motivated to train and I want to, there's a lot of circumstances that haven't allowed us to train as much as we would like to in the recent, I would say like month and a half or two months. Yeah. And you mentioned going to class at 8 PM on certain days and on Mondays and Wednesdays, our schedule has the GB2 class, which is a class for the upper white belts, the three stripes are up. And then anybody who's any other belt besides white. So it's more of like a, a more advanced course. You learn new techniques, you learn variations of other things that you've learned in, in the GB1 course. And we haven't been able to go to one yet because of this new format. We tried to like see if we could do that one day. And then our professor's like, no, we're just sparring for the whole hour. So there will be no GB2. So I'm looking forward to us having to go to a GB2 class at some point in the near future. Just because that would also help with our schedules and also help us a little bit more with training more consistently, I feel like. Just because I commute so far from home to like to go to my, my day job. And sometimes when I come home and I have to class at seven, it's like there's a real rush between me getting home, me getting ready, me eating my dinner and then heading out to class. So hopefully we can we can go back to that eight o'clock class at some point. I feel like that will really help with our lull for now. It seems like it's going to stay like that for a good minute. So we'll see what happens next week. We'll keep you guys updated as well. Uh, But going back to our lull in training and you mentioned the what desire to train and the inability to go because of our schedules that also kind of affects us, you know, in terms of our cardio. So like I meant, like we mentioned a few minutes ago, our cardio is much better than what it was when we started, but it's not the best thing where it's like we can do 45 minutes sparring. Um, but you know, with any type of exercise for those who, who don't know my, my bachelor's degree is in exercise science. And not going to a gym in for two weeks, you, you get set back a lot and you lose a lot, a lot of headway on the stuff that you might have thought that you've already improved on. Um, so it's hard to get back into things once you've been out for a week or two and then it becomes three weeks and then it becomes four weeks. Even though we weren't completely out, we were still doing minimum or minimal you know, attendance. We were going once, twice a week. Maybe I think we, there was a, three, uh, day that, a week that we went three days. Um, But yeah, it really affects us, you know, affects me physically to not go. It's just time to build that stuff back up. You know, it's getting warmer out. The sun is also setting a little bit later now. So it's going to definitely, I think, help improve all of that, you know, our mental health and all all that stuff just to go out there and train, try and train as consistently as we can. Yeah. And I think for me personally, one of my goals is definitely at some point soon is to train both days gb2 so monday wednesday you know even if we can't make it one day of the week to have that flexibility to say okay we can miss one day this week because you know what we're going to train two hours on monday two hours on wednesday and then an hour on tuesday oh you Um, mean back-to-back classes yeah yeah so that's what i mean like i'm I'm hoping that especially if the schedule goes back to you know our usual like gb2 stuff or you know we can 
stay for that extra hour or, you know, or show up at eight if we need to. I think that, like you said, that flexibility would really help. Um, like, man, like maybe today we can't make it at seven, but you know what? We can be there at eight to train for GB2. Or if we have time, you know, take advantage of the time we do have and be like, you know what? Today we're going to stay for GB1 and GB2. Personally, I feel very motivated to to pick up the training because it's something that, you know, surprisingly, I didn't think I was going to be this motivated this far into our journey. But I feel like recently I, I've really been enjoying training. I've really been enjoying our classes. Um, there was a little bit of a period there, like at the beginning of the year where I was like, man, I don't want to train. Like, I really don't want to go today. But now, like, I'm starting to look forward to it again. And I think that's a, a big thing. I think a, a lot of it has to do with team camaraderie. I'm not going to lie. Like, just being around some of the people in the gym and getting to interact with our professors and all that. A, a lot of that for me sometimes is a big motivating factor. Like, hey, you know what? I want to go today to see everybody, you know, and get to spend that time with everybody. I'm really starting to get really back into it. And I think I want to, if our schedule permits, for us to start training with more frequency. Like, we're already talking about next week, you know, going three days. Um, because we might be out of town for a little bit. So we're hoping we can train a little bit more when we're, when we you know when we come back and all that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we have a lot to, to look forward to when it comes to, you know, GB2 and all that. Cause now that we're allowed to, now that we have our three stripes, I think it'd be nice for us to take advantage of the opportunity that we have to learn more and, to get into those advanced techniques. I'm looking forward to also trying to train a little bit more for this upcoming week. I really hope that again, if our schedule permits, we are going to be out of town for some time uh, that we can actually get some training in and learn new stuff. Hopefully GB2 comes back this week and we can go to maybe a a double hour on, on Monday. Uh, So that would be super, super helpful for us. I think Um, even if it's not, GB2, I think we're going to try and stay that extra hour just to see, again, if we can stay, you know, if we can spar that extra hour and see how it goes. Maybe we have a repeat of Thursday from last time or not when it, when the time comes. So definitely excited for that. Definitely to, excited to keep working. Like you mentioned, the camaraderie and the culture, and we've talked about the culture of our gym in the past and past episodes the culture that our, that our professors have kind of established really try, uh, they really make you feel accountable and in terms of your training. So they, they kind of make you feel like if you're not training, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know? Um, so it's an extra oomph and it's extra push to like come and train just because you, you feel committed not only to the jujitsu, but to the people that you train with and the people around you. So it's, it's a great atmosphere. I just really enjoy, enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, I, I really do hope we're able, because I think we kind of wing it when it comes to how we feel at the end of GB1, like, oh, do you want to stay or, or not? Because some days, you know, we feel super tired, other days we don't. Um, but I'm hoping, you know, Monday we're able to stay for GB2 or sparring, whatever it ends up being, and then train Tuesday. And then when we go out of town, come back and, and probably train that evening when we come back from where we're going as well. And like you said, um, you kind of feel like that commitment to go and train just because our professors are like that and our coaches are like that. Like, oh, are we going to see you guys tomorrow? Or we'll see you tomorrow, <laughs> like kind of telling us to be there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to um, picking up our training next week and, and just to keep working. 
thank you for listening to today's episode. Our episodes release every other Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Thank you again for listening and us. Us.